Welcome to the Ultimate Men's Playbook Podcast. Today we're talking about temptations and the reality of temptations. <laughs> we got these birds in the background here in Costa Rica that are really, really loud. Wild, man. Every morning we wake up to them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And all these weird sounds you never usually hear, right? Um, so this uh, podcast is about temptations. It's about procrastination, um, not doing the shit you know you got to get done. How do you break away from those temptations? That's the question we're going to be addressing right, today. Let's address uh, eight temptations that sabotage people. We'll talk about the Band-Aid solution to some of these, and then we'll talk about the real solution. Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, temptation number one, you know, it's the easiest. It's the first one in everybody's day. Uh, it's sleeping in. Everybody wants to sleep in. Right. You notice when uh, somebody has a fishing trip booked, they've got a fishing trip booked and they enjoy fishing. They're up at 4 a.m. Yeah, easy, easy. No problem. Right. No the alarm doesn't asked. even have to go. They're anxious the night before to get up, get into that boat and go fishing. But when it's going to work, they'll set the clock for whatever, 545. And then it's press the snooze, press the snooze. I mean, how many times extra have you, five minutes? How man. many times have you pressed the snooze on one of your worst days? Man, sometimes, you know, especially when we're in training season, you have you have morning workouts at five in the morning and you're waking up at like four fifty and then you press the snooze for four fifty five, four fifty eight, and then right. it's on from there. Now have you ever had a situation where you actually fell back asleep and had a dream during that snooze session. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a dream that I was actually up and getting ready for the for the, for the gym. <laughs> That's messed up. All right. So a Band-Aid solution to this is really, really simply putting your phone away from you, not having it nearby, setting that alarm nice and loud, and then you've got to walk 10 feet to actually shut that. And then you're off. awake. And you're up. Exactly. Right? Really simple. So, yeah, sleeping in, huge temptation. It really messes people up. If people could get up a lot earlier and start their day earlier, those, you know, quiet couple hours or an hour where they could put some work done, uh, work in, uh, they'd be so much more productive. No, I know 100%. my first book in 2000, I woke up an hour earlier and uh, wrote for an hour every single day, finished this workbook in 100 days. 10 times more um, productive. But if I had not woken up earlier, I just wouldn't have written the book. And it's, and it's easy to just not wake up. It's way easier to not wake up than, you know, put it down. So, you know, sleeping in is not the way and you try to resist that temptation. Okay. Number two is uh, instead of av actually having breakfast in the morning, it's either buying breakfast or skipping breakfast altogether. Huge temptation because people are usually in a rush to get out of the house. It's easy. It's the easy way out. Simply. So how do you uh, work around that? And I find the one thing that I do is I stick with a routine. I know that for me, I'm going to have my breakfast right after our walk. It's just mandatory. Definitely. Yeah, you know, the moment the moment breakfast becomes or breakfast or lunch, buying that becomes a habit you've gotten sucked in, you know, and it becomes a habit. You start buying and buying and buying and buying, and it's just there all the time. It's never going to go away. You're always able to buy something, right? Especially if you're late. What do people normally end up doing? They end up going to do the coffee shop or their local fast food joint, getting a coffee, and it's usually some kind of, I don't know, like a, an egg omelet or something that's a Yeah, no matter what it is, yeah. And then they, you know, do you want to upscale it with a muffin? And what do people do? Yeah, yeah, sure. Course, have the muffin, buy, right? right? Eat the wrong kind of fuel. And I think people also do that for lunch too. They don't pack a lunch the night before and they're stuck buying. Exactly. No, and like I said, again, it's the easy way out. Um, and the wrong thing is, is you're actually getting the wrong fuel. Yeah, especially if you're in any kind of athletic mode or if you're overweight. Exactly. The worst thing you could do is buy from a cafeteria, fast food place, or if you really want to spend money, a restaurant, 
and and eat on their terms and and it only it only feeds into you know uh ruining your body or ruining your money oh yeah well you're doing both of them chances you're probably eating one two hundred calories a day more than you should be by having somebody prepare that food for you yeah definitely okay number three Temptation number three is the allure of the phone. The phone pings, it vibrates, and your first temptation is, who is it? I got to check who this is. Yeah, I think the allure of the phone is is the biggest problem related to all of these. It actually connects to most of them, especially, you know, like things like sleeping in or, um, you know, mi- missing a session or something like that. The bottom line is, you know, this phone is a powerful thing um, and people have addictions to it. They do. Uh, one of the biggest addictions is social media. Exactly. I mean, the phone in itself, answering emails, emails can be productive, but I'm talking about the social media. And more importantly than being addicted to social media, it's being addicted to the likes. Being addicted to the likes is, is a big problem. And the biggest problem with that is you're losing time, you're losing money, you're losing opportunity when you're focused in on likes that really don't matter. Oh, not at all. Exactly. No, you know people I mean? are slaves to the likes. Let me ask you a question. Um, how many hours are you on the phone per day? Yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, sometimes I'm on the phone for business purposes, sometimes it's entertainment. I found that the moment I stopped watching other people, um, you know, and, and being interested in that kind of stuff, and the more I started focusing on business on my phone, I was actually on the phone less. I was getting shit done on the phone. And then you just put it away and you enjoy life for what it is. Oh, yeah. Way more, oh, yeah. way more better. Oh, yeah. It's just... Well, they show our stats. I mean, I see the stats of how long I'm on the phone every once in a while. And I realize I'm on the phone for four and a half hours a day. Yeah. The difference is I'm making money. Exactly. It's a tool. It's a tool for me. I'm constantly in contact with uh, either clients or potential clients. And and for me, it's helping them out. It's serving them and it's making money. I use it as a tool for its intended purpose. It's not an entertainment device. I put that away. For I most spend time people, with my wife, though. I spend time with my dogs. I go to the beach, I don't bring my phone to the beach or on a hike. Um, but for most people it is. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the two most rewarding things in relation to a phone is one, you're making money from your phone doing jack shit. That's the best feeling. And then number two, one of the most rewarding feelings about a phone is, like you said, leaving it for a walk or something like that you just leave it or you leave it in the during a training session there's nothing better than coming back to your phone you know after you've fulfilled your life without it you know you're just kind of like okay nice nice you have to take a look at it and you don't really need your phone as much it's just a rewarding feeling right yeah no i agree i see so many people even just if you're in costa rica it's not against the law to uh kind of peek at your phone while you're driving i think it should be yeah you know how many people do that it's unbelievable yeah. they do it back in canada and the u.s as well exactly I mean, just leave it leave it for a few hours man phone. yeah how many people can actually do that though not a lot okay number four temptation number four is a fast food or restaurant dinner you finish work at five you've had a shitty day at work it takes 30 40 minutes to get home and chances are you have to get into your kitchen if you have something somewhat prepared you've got to make it You've got to eat it. You've got to wash the dishes afterwards. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's definitely. a good habit. It's a good habit to get into. But the fact is people take the easy route. They go to the convenience route. They either um, go through a fast food station. They do the Uber Eats. Um, they pick up something quick. And that's quick where and these easy. apps have capitalized so much because they, they know that so many fucking people are lazy and they're not willing to either, you know, escape the food or lazy about cooking or don't want to do the dishes that they just capitalize on these guys. Right. And now at, at this point, you're no longer in control of uh, the way you eat. Yeah. 
Definitely. Right? Whether it's nutrients, whether it's money, once again, you're kind of buying into something that's easy and effect and effective in that moment, but in the long term, it's not. If you were given an arena to completely transform your body, your focus, your finances, and your family, would you take me up on it? Join the league, leagueofelite.com. Temptation number five is missing training. There's an old saying that if you don't get your work out in early, um, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And chances are you're not going to work out. The longer you postpone it, you're probably going to miss your workout. 100%. It's so easy to push your workout back and back and back. And I found myself working out at 11, 12, 10 p.m. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I wish I wasn't working out right now. I wish I did it earlier in the day. And it happens a lot. Oh, I know. And most people are going to skip out on it. I know I can't because it's just like a habit. But, you know, like once if you don't have that habit, it's really easy to say, oh, it's 9 p.m. No, I can't work out. It's like tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's always tomorrow, right? Or you might be feeling on the verge of getting sick. So you say, listen, if I work out today, I'm going to tax my immune system. And if I do that, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to miss the next three workouts. People have an amazing way of justifying. So what they do is they just don't work out for fear of, quote unquote, getting sick, when in fact they should have trained. Chances are they would have gotten their circulation going. They would have felt better. Exactly. Anyway. That's what I was just going to say. You know, it's a natural kind of remedy there. If you're actually working out, you might feel a little bit better. It's unless a little bit healthier. Yeah, unless you're doing something crazy like deadlifts that totally tax your uh, body. Exactly. Heavy squats. But for the most part, once you get your circulation going, you actually feel better. You know, it's funny. Um, I've got a fun day ahead. We're uh, doing some stuff in Costa Rica. Uh, I think we're going to kind of like a, a zoo, seeing some sloths and that kind of stuff and outdoors. I, I don't know what it is. I do want to get out there early. And that's why we're doing the podcast right now, because I want to get my day going. But I know I said to Renata, I said, she says, do you want to go out earlier? And I said, you know what's sitting on my shoulders? This fucking workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. the time. And if I've heard I you the other day. You're like... Or not a man. I just don't want to do this workout right now. <laughs> oh, you everybody say yeah, that. Yeah, I always say that. No, but here's the thing. She says, "Go do the workout before we go," because I know that if you don't do that, you're going to be. It's going to be sitting in your head. Exactly. And yes, I know you're going to do it at six, seven, eight o'clock p.m. But get it done so it gets out of your mind. For me, procrastination is not getting stuff done by two p.m. I like to get everything done as early as possible right off the get-go. Otherwise, it sits in my head, and I don't need that, right? Definitely. So a remedy for you is just get the shit done and feel how it feels when you actually cleared off your schedule. And the most successful people have that. You know, they just get the shit done, and that's why they're successful. They don't let it sit, and they don't let it pass by and actually not do it, right? Uh, you know, another temptation that I found is, you know, so easy for someone to buy into is simple as snacking. Oh, snacking on killer, food and killer. it's one of the worst ones it's so simple yet so bad for you they call it uh blts bites licks tastes and sips it's horrible man. okay that kind of stuff adds on 100 200 calories a day and it doesn't seem like a big deal but those calories do count they do so check this out 31 days you eat about 150 calories extra just a little nibble here a little sip here that's 3,500 calories over the course of a month that's an extra pound four months later like i gained four pounds what happened i know 100%. school teachers are the worst for that back in the day when you had a young teacher starting out somewhat fit then after 10 months of having their fat fridays where teacher brought teachers brought in treats um, on the Friday, teachers would indulge in those treats during recess. And then 10 months later, they said, how did I gain those 10 pounds? 
Yeah, and it's it's that's that's what's so bad about it. It's like instant pleasure that you get from snacking, but then it sneaks up on you, and later you're like, "What the fuck, man?" It's instant right? gratification, right? That cheap little thrill of having a couple of peanut M and M's. A hundred percent. Right? Is yeah. it worth it in the end? No, it's not. And you know that's where you really got to stay true to yourself and say, you know, really follow the calories, even if you're not recording them. I know you record them really diligently. Yeah, I, do. I don't record them, um, and I notice the odd time, maybe a little snack, but. Rarely am I ever snacking on something. I just wait for the whole meal because it's not worth it in the end of the day. No, I know. And I think if you just take this next piece of advice I have for you, this whole podcast was worth it. Keep the promises you make to yourself, yourself because those promises help build character one day at a time. So if you say, I have resolved today that I'm not going to do any snacking whatsoever. I'm going to stick with my set plan. It's a tasty plan. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to snack one bit. And you follow through. You're going to be just cool. as satisfied too. Just as satisfied. You're going to be more satisfied yeah. because you overcame some temptations that you normally would have um, succumbed to. How many people have you heard who have not trained for like three, four weeks? And they tell you, hey, Matt, Matt, I put in a workout today. I put in a workout today. Man, I'm like, dude, what's no. the big deal? It's just a workout. It's a big deal to them because they followed through on a commitment because so often they don't. So actually calling you and saying, I followed through, wow, wow, was a big deal. You and I both know it's yeah. just another workout. But to them, it's that promise they finally kept to themselves because they usually let themselves down time in, time out. Yeah. All right, let's talk about number seven, staying up late. Yeah, staying up late is an easy temptation, especially when you have things like the phone around you, the entertainment, the easy, quick entertainment that just keeps you up. I know the biggest thing for my generation now is TikTok. Right. And the reason why they call it TikTok is because you don't see the clock on the app. It just keeps going and going and going. And then once you're done looking at TikTok that night, it's like 4 a.m. Right. So you're not getting the right amount of sleep. You're catching excitement from something that's, you know. Well, he, I'll tell you what they're catching excitement from. What they're doing is they've had such an unfulfilling day for the most part. And what ends up happening is they need some kind of gratification at the end of the day to say, I finally had a chance to enjoy myself because they go to work, their boss owns them, they work all day long, they're stuck in traffic, they come home, they have a quick meal, and then they sit in front of the TV saying, okay, I gotta soak in something. Nothing was rewarding today. Yeah. Whereas like, I'll go to bed at 7 p.m., 9 p.m., whenever 11, I feel like 8, it. <laughs> whenever I feel like it, because my day was fulfilling, and it's kinda like, I don't need to stay up any longer. Believe it or not, since I've moved to Costa Rica six months ago, six and a half months ago, guess how many movies I've seen? I'm gonna guess like nothing. Zero. One, yeah. Zero. I've got this next Netflix account, and we don't even watch Netflix. Yeah. It's crazy, because my day is completely fulfilled. There's no escape. Right now, having said that, if you're one of those people who stays up late to catch this entertainment, you got to shut it off at some point or better yet, schedule it in, schedule it in for a Friday night, a Saturday afternoon and make the best use of your time. Don't just aimlessly start surfing and watching. And that yeah, the moment you do that, you get stuck in a trap and it actually oh, becomes an unhealthy temptation. You know, you're staying well, up late, you're not getting rest at all. Right. And then you end up waking up with a snooze alarm and you're just trudging through your day. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Number eight. Number eight is, you know, connections um, to females. And it kind of connects again to, you know, the phone, to the staying up late. It can be a real downer. And, you know, it's just wanting to chat to females. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about here. Are you talking about a married dude or a guy who's taken and they'll go online and they start, they'll start a little chit chat, get a little bit of an escape from reality, um, 
How many dudes do that? I think we, we have two different kind of like views on this, but I'm, I'm going to talk about your view first. It's, it's 100% as all guys are tempted by women, you know? And it's, a, it's sometimes it's an unhealthy uh, temptation. Most times it's an unhealthy temptation. Almost, I'd say all the time it's an unhealthy temptation. Exactly. All the time. All the time. If you're not getting down with your wife or your girl and you're seeking escape elsewhere, you got a fucking problem. Yeah, exactly. The way I was thinking about it is, you know, like some guy is so tempted by a female because he has nothing else in his life or something like that. This is so exciting. His first girl puts all of his energy into this one girl. That's unhealthy as well. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I, I, hear mean? You. I don't, I don't oh, agree yeah. with that. I think oh, yeah. You need to be getting your shit done. And I think if you understand the dynamics of it, here's the thing. There's a lot of dudes who are very secure in themselves. So when you've got a girl who's uh, reaching out and flirting or gives you the eye and looks at you and stuff like that, um, my take on it is this. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of giving you any attention because the moment I do that, it's boosting your ego. For no reason. They you're, don't give you're a fuck using about me. you. Yeah. You're using me. Exactly. You're using me so you can say, hey, look at that. That dude looked at me. It must mean I'm pretty or whatever. No, no, no. You're going to get the exact opposite. Exactly. That's how I happen. feel about that. Yeah, I really. Well, I've yeah. seen you. I've seen you in a mall. Like, this is years ago, where a good-looking girl would walk by you, and you didn't give her the time of day because you knew all that meant was it's another notch in her head saying, "Oh, that guy looked at. He's good-looking. He looked at me. It was all about them and not about you." Yeah, and there's right? nothing more fulfilling than that. But how many dudes? Oh, exactly. I know there, and that's why you do it. But how many dudes say? She looked at me. She she must like me. No, no, she's using you, buddy. Exactly. I mean, some of my some of my boys back home, you know, they'll they'll see a girl walk by, and you know, they turn around and look at her, and then she looks at them, and then the the interaction is done with. They never see her again. So what was she really doing? Yeah. Like you said, she's using you for that feeling for herself. You know, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. It's really not. No, I think there's nothing worse than the betrayal too. Of um, you've got your gal, and she's loyal to you, and and all of a sudden. Uh, potentially she sees this girl messaging you and like no that's even worse that's man. garbage yeah what kind of hole do you get yourself into for what for some kind of cheap thrill no exactly. bullshit all right so what you notice is uh all eight of these things fall into do two different categories category number one is um it's the routine so the stuff like sleeping in buying breakfast buying lunch um racing home, buying dinner instead of making your own dinner, uh, missing workouts. That's a habit of routine, bad routine. Okay. And there's something about discipline of a schedule and creating a habit that's going to move you ahead. Yes or no? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, that schedule and that discipline, um, it changes your life in all of these aspects. You know, eventually these temptations don't become a problem because you're so focused on other things getting shit done for yourself you know all of these things are just kind of irrelevant right so that routine begins with three things number one is uh big enough why you know why is a disciplined routine important all right and when you actually make the connection between the routine and why it's important you're going to move ahead the second thing is raising your standards all right saying hey listen i could become this I could become better in all areas if I stick to this routine. And you and I both know that people with a routine, routine is king. You stick with a good routine and you build upon those daily successes, you're going to amount to something, whether it's financially, body-wise, relationship-wise. Um, so those higher standards help. And number three is it's your identity. I don't miss workouts because that's who I am. I'm a machine. I do not miss workouts. I get them done. 
All right. I get my shit done all the time because that's who I am. All right. And that's why the discipline, the habit serves me. Right. That's exactly how I see myself. Yeah, fully. Part two. The second category is the escape categories. It's stuff like phone addiction, addiction to approval. It's food addictions. It's addiction to the TV, the internet, um, the approval of females, that constant little chatter between you and somebody, uh, you know, the flirting, the, the, that kind of stuff. And that's usually an escape from reality. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you find younger people do that often? I find it. It's, it's with everybody, you know, anybody who's kind of just like not, uh, not confident in themselves. They don't have, like you said, an identity, high standards for themselves, or they're not focused in general. They find these four things that you just mentioned to kind of just escape. And once you escape, it becomes a little bit easier. But are you staying true to yourself knowing these are these happen to be the most unsuccessful people, losers? Yeah. Well, I find the people with the biggest phone addictions, the biggest addictions to approval, the biggest addictions to food, TV, that kind of stuff are the people who live a life with no purpose. And, you know, the biggest thing is that, like, deep down, they know that, right? It could be, like I said, I was just thinking to myself, you know, it could be someone super successful, has a bunch of money, but they might be fully addicted to food or this female temptation, and they're not happy with themselves, man. There's something wrong. There's something in their life that's wrong. And um, I was just going to say, people who don't do the shit that they know they need to do because they're afraid of rejection, they're afraid of failure, whatever it may be, they don't have confidence in themselves. Those are the people who gravitate to the escape. Exactly. All right. Um, So the stuff that gave you true satisfaction is time with loved ones. It's time with your kids. It's helping others, being involved in your passion. So the first way to get out of all of this stuff, the addictions and the, you know, maybe forming a good routine is find a passion, Raise your standards, um, have a big enough why, change your identity so you can change how you see things so you can start acting in a way that's accordance to getting better versus having yourself pulled down by these temptations. I set goals. I found that you know, setting goals becomes you know not being satisfied with, with yourselves and you, you know, just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and you know finding ways to you know uh, focus up on things that actually matter. Yeah. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you're saying, holy shit, this guy described me on two, three, four, all fronts. What I need you to do is step number one is stop lying that there isn't a problem. Yeah. Come face to face with the reality that there is a problem. Take People a will avoid it. People will oh, avoid yeah. it. Well, take a look at yourself in the mirror naked. Do you like what you see or are you a fat fuck? Take a look at your bank account. If you are in debt or struggling financially and relying on a line of credit and you're okay with that, I think you better start looking, uh, listening to some of our other episodes because you have a fucking problem. If you have a relationship where you don't enjoy being with your girlfriend or your, or your significant other or your spouse, guess what, buddy? You got to fix that. If you get to a point where your kids don't listen to you and they don't like you. A big problem. Yeah. (laughs) So stop lying that there isn't a problem and address the, the, the situation for what it is. I need to make some changes. Number two, open up to others you respect that may be able to help you. Number three, seek some guidance, seek some coaching in the area that you're struggling with. And number four, you got to have the courage to change. I know a lot of people are reaching out to you for some fitness. Uh, um, and, and what are you noticing? 
I noticed the biggest thing is, you know, people are like, I want to change. I want to change. I want to get better. I'm willing to put in the work. And then two days after I have all of their follow-up program material ready and they haven't even replied to an email. So how bad do you want to get better? I asked them to have a consultation with me for 20 minutes, not even 10 minutes. And they're too scared to actually sit on the phone and have the courage to talk to me face to face. And they know that's their first step to exactly. improvement. So, you know what ends up happening? You know why they don't make that call? Because they're just not ready. They're not ready. They, they don't have the security in themselves. They know that based on past history, they're going to fail again. Man, there's nothing better. There's, nothing, there's no better feeling in these guys' eyes than the dream, the talk. They say, I want to dunk. I want the feeling of dunking on someone is going to feel so good. And it's just that feeling that fulfills them. And then once they actually put on the work, they're just like, no, I don't want to. It's or, a dream. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's a fantasy when you don't act on it. Exactly. Or what you do is you take those nervous first steps and you say, hey, listen, I'm not that special. I fucked up before, but you want to know something? I'm willing to give this a shot. This guy's willing to help me. Let me just listen to what he says. I'm a lazy fuck, but this time around, I'm going to take those extra steps because I'm counting on me and he's counting on me. And then all of a sudden their confidence gets up and they're like, and they're like it doesn't matter do who this. it is. It doesn't matter do who it, it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You can take top level people who I've worked with or people who are at the basement. And once they start making those steps, you see them walk around a little differently and they're like, yeah, I can do this. Exactly. You got to just flex those emotional muscles a little bit and start getting yeah. them working a bit. It's going to be difficult on your way. I have some clients right now who are working. It's difficult. But like you said, they have the courage to change a little bit. And the courage only builds once you take that first step. It really only builds. There's no going down from there. You're going to have some little problems and stuff like that. Yep. Some hard work issues. But you know, the bottom line is once you finish, once you once you get these results, there's no better feeling. Well, I listen to some of the guys. Like I've listened to some of your sales calls and some of these guys that you're working with. And they start out sounding so nervous, like, you sure, man, you think I can do well, this? What did you hear on the phone other, the other I, day? The other day client. I heard that. And then all of a sudden you hear them saying, man, you know what? I'm feeling really good. Oh yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I'm actually, you notice I'm seeing results and I'm hearing you going, yeah, it's, it's proof. Like qualitatively and quantitatively, you're making progress and they, they talk differently and it's so exciting to hear. So if you're in a situation where you know you're you're fucking up with your temptations and some of these temptations are small, but some of them are big and they're dragging you down, reach out. If this is you, reach out to myself. If you're a little bit younger, reach out to Matt. Okay, you can reach me at Coach Tom Kayat, K-I-A-T. Coach Tom Kayat at gmail.com. Send me a message. DM me, DM Matt. Talk to us. Open the door. And if it, it doesn't mean you have to start right away might be that initial conversation where you're saying, hey, listen, I might, how many people have I had where they talk to me and then six months later, they end up working with me because they're not ready yet. But they had that initial conversation that opened up that door just a little bit for later. You could have had that conversation six months ago and you would have been ready to go. Yep. No, right. I hear you. The bottom line is reach out, eventually start to get that courage to, you know, actually change um, and fix what's going on in, in your life right now. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, and be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.